everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Gross Observation Podcast. This is your host, Jaden Stark here. And with me, I got... The other host. My name's Lucy. I'm excited to be here. And finally... What's up, everyone? It's me, Zach, and I am absolutely loving the energy that we've created in the studio here today. It's going to be a very interesting episode. All right, so how to preface this? First of all, we're going to call this a very a very happy special Zach episode. I, d- I deserve it, you know? I just, the world should bow down to me, and everyone should just do what I want. This was a bad idea. Never mind. You know, white men have had a really hard go of it super recently. Nope, okay, no one's going to jump in to stop me? Great. Nope, I hate this energy now. No, it's okay. The two fuck. people of color right here are just going to be oppressed, and it's no, fine. you know what, Zach? God, Historically, fuck. I've dug enough holes for your people, so you can dig your own hole for once. Great. All right. And the award for worst start to an episode ever goes to me. You already Very won the cool. cancelable award today, so... Yeah, we're ten seconds in. And you won it on the President's episode. That's fair. I don't know if it was the Transformer people, people do, That's the comment. thing, people don't even know because I cut that part out in post. Bless your heart. Yeah, so, so <laughs> no, it's fine. So now you brought up the Transformer comment and people it's can okay. just connect the no one, No one will know, and that's all that matters. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll release the uncut version at some point. <laughs> I don't think it exists anymore, but go off. I have the audio, so at some point. Oh, I don't want to reformat that. <laughs> fuck that. No, so today we're calling this a very a very happy special Zach episode. Because in reality, Lucy and I have not made real, I don't think, any research on the topic that we're going to talk about today. But Zach did the most extensive research out of all of us. And so that's fine. So, milk. All right, strap in, motherfuckers. If you would please refer to the documents in the drive, I will be referencing those. They are are about eight pages in total, plus a spreadsheet. So, milk. Let's talk about, just to start, a few baseline things I'd like you to keep in mind. Where are we starting? Which document? Uh, you can just look through any of them. I'm going to blow your minds no matter what. So uh, you can just jump around. Anyways, milk. I would like us to remember, there have been multiple studies conducted with hundreds of thousands of participants. If we look at one, for instance, a Harvard study from the Channing Laboratory, uh, studied over 96,000 people, and it found that more milk consumed during the childhood and teenage years correlated to a higher chance of bone fractures in adulthood. In addition, there was a Swedish study that also linked milk drinking with mortality. And I just want us to keep that in mind as we jump in to the history of milk. So if we look at this from a grand perspective, in the course of human history, the modern human has existed for roughly, give or take a few, but 200,000 years. The practice of Drinking cow's milk dates back to the past 8 to 10,000 years, or 4 to 5% of the entire modern human's existence. Point being, we didn't really evolve for this. It's, this was not part of our inherent nature. We've only been consuming cow's milk for a small portion of our history. 
So in its pre-pasteurization days, uh, the default for humanity was to be lactose intolerant after you grew out of being a toddler. You know, as with most mammals, like you don't you don't drink a ton of milk your whole life, and you certainly don't drink it from another animal. But then came the domestication of dairy cows and the invention of cheese making, and then milk slowly over time made its way over to North America. And so, if we look at pre-pasteurization, millions of people died from milk-borne illnesses prior to the invention of pasteurization. A quarter of all foodborne illnesses in the U.S. were attributed to cow's milk prior to the early 1900s. And then we hit 1922. I realize that this may be, this whole format may be a divergence from what we usually do on this podcast, but I'm just so happy to have a platform for the milk ramp. I was about to say, I don't think we've ever had so much educational bullshit, like, shoved down our throats in 30 seconds. I enjoy it. It's great. And also, I don't think we've seen... And I believe this is the first time I see Zach with the biggest smile on his face the entire time describing this milk history to us. We're going to talk about fucking milk, baby. All right. So we hit 1922 with the Capper-Volstead Act. Uh, This bill didn't seem super revolutionary at the time, but basically it gave agricultural industries the permission to act together, form organizations, and market their product. Uh, And the whole industry was very reliant on small independent farms back at the time. You know, it was 1922. Mm -hmm. And this bill paved the way for the giant dairy conglomerates and massive milk marketing campaigns that you see today. So, 1922 into the 1930s, let's talk about some of the history of skim milk specifically. It existed as a byproduct of the butter making process, and it was literally just dumped into rivers. Just as, like, a, we don't know what the fuck to do with this shit. And so they kept dumping milk, and I'm talking large quantities of milk, into the river, into all these different rivers, until the government had to step in and go, please stop. You have to stop. Everything reeks of spoiled milk. You're, you're literally permeating the ground. Like, it's the, the, the earth itself smells of spoiled milk. Hmm. Figure out some other shit to do with it. And the dairy farmers really, really took that to heart. So we hit World War I. The U.S. government started sending canned and powdered milk to soldiers overseas. And at the government's behest, dairy farmers started drastically ramping up production. You know, they invested in the latest equipment and abandoned other forms of farming to dedicate their work to the war effort. You know, they went all in on milk. And it worked well for the war until the war ended. And all of a sudden, they just had a shitload of milk. And they were like, what the fuck do we do with all of this milk? You can probably guess what happens next. 1930s, the dairy farmers staged several strikes and unionized, which are like, hey, cool, pro-unions here, right? Oh, this is, the, this is not a rhetorical question. Yes. No, no, I, I want <laughs> this is answers the participation. Right this is the participation <laughs> part. I'm putting in call-in responses to make sure you're fucking engaged for this whole presentation. (laughs) Unions, yes or no, there's a right answer. (laughs) Okay, good. Let's continue. No, that was a flash to me in college. And, like, I don't don't think you could have seen. I seized up. Because I was like, oh, shit. I've never had the raw power of, of a professor with lackluster students. This is amazing. I understand why people teach now. Holy uh-huh. shit. Uh-huh. Oh, I get it. 
Anyways, so 1930s, dairy farmers staged several strikes and unionized to demand a fair price for their milk. And should be said, milk prices at this time were on the fucking floor. Like, you couldn't give away milk. It was, it was not good for them. So the government created several federal programs to artificially drive demand for milk in order to appease the farmers, which takes us into the 1940s. Mm-hmm. So, and at the same time, I should say, in the 1940s, milk did see another spike in demand with World War II and that war effort. So they were doing well there, but in the in the interim, at least in America, between the two world wars, uh, allowed for the, for the government to prop up the milk industry and never stop. So we have the 1940s, where you get the Federal Milk Program for Schools, the federally subsidized milk advertising under the Works Progress Administration, and then in 1946, President Truman passed the National School Lunch Act, which, hey, in some regards was good, because, like, yeah, we gotta feed the kids, right? Right. Yeah, good, great. Okay, we're paying attention. (laughs) Very cool. Yes, teacher. Yes, the children need to be fed. Of God, course. Such a fucking hard on for teaching now. It's great. Ah! <laughs> so, anyways, we hit the National School Lunch Act, which mandated that each school lunch, in addition to like feeding kids, had to include between one and a half to two pints of whole milk per student. So, oh, basically, the government was like, oh, adults won't drink the milk? I guess we'll shove it down the throat of your fucking children. What are you gonna do about it, assholes? The answer was not much. They couldn't do much. And so, and the thing is, to this day, children who participate in the National School Lunch Program, which offers free or low-cost lunches to students, as I've said, uh, are required to take at least one carton of dairy milk. It's gone, it, the rules have changed a little bit, but the core of it remains, which is students have to take milk if they're receiving lunch through this program, in which a lot of students are. Which takes us on a little bit of a National School Lunch Program tangent. Oh, so let me just there's go through my notes. Hold on, I of need course to make, there's a tangent. Zach, Zach a separate... goes to a different folder now. I, I literally switched to a different document. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even notes. joking. I need to. Can I get a highlighter real quick? Hold on. <laughs> okay, thank you. Awesome. Okay, great. Glad to see that you're engaged. I'm gonna mm-hmm. treat this the same way I, I do in school. <laughs> go on. Hey, editor Zach here. For any of you wondering what Jaden did, they capped their pen and closed their notebook like they were too cool for school. Anyways, back to the episode. (laughs) Great. Jaden's gonna fucking fall asleep. (laughs) So, as I mentioned before, the original intention of the National School Lunch Program was that students had to drink whole milk and it was one and a half to two pints. That has changed a little bit and now they have to drink low-fat or skim fluid milk, it's now called. Which is an important distinction. Fluid milk. Keep Fluid that in mind. Milk. That's yes. going to come in. That's, loose, that's going to be in the test. That is. That's also part of a lot of the statistics that I have. Oh, fuck. It is in the test. Great. <laughs> it absolutely is. So. Jaden, can you I shut up? up? I'm trying to take notes. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jaden, if we could keep it down in class, please. Uh, this <laughs> is an area for learning, not for speaking. You'll have your time for questions later. So, I looked up some of the common questions that are asked in accordance with the National School Lunch Program, and I I ventured to the other side, to the enemy, to see what they had to say about milk. And so, someone asked, well, why can't other beverages besides milk be offered through the National School Lunch Program? To which, Big Dairy, I think the website's like dairymilk.com or some bullshit, 
uh, said, well, you know, real cow's milk offers a unique package of nine essential nutrients in one eight-ounce serving, while non-dairy alternatives often don't provide the same nutrient profile and often contain added ingredients like salt, syrups, thickeners, and sugars. Due to these differences, only fortified soy beverages that meet the current USDA nutrition standards required for the milk component of school meals are allowable. And this brings up several fascinating key points. One is that it's a circular argument. The government is referencing themselves to say what is nutritional and what is not. They refer to this, there's there's like a, I, I have it in my notes somewhere, but it's this like National American Dietary Guide or uh, something that's basically, it's not the exact name, but whatever. And basically they reference that all the time in accordance with nutrition, but they fucking made it and they made it with these industries in mind. So it's not for your health, it's for the profit of big agricultural conglomerates. Not to mention, any of the shit that you can find in milk nutritionally, you can find somewhere else. Milk is not the best vehicle for really any of the nutrients they talk about, as opposed to it's as opposed to a lot of other alternatives. And also, they fucking offer chocolate milk as some sort of, like, godsend alternative, which we'll touch on later. Suffice to say, it is filled with some shit like salt syrups, thickeners, and sugars. We're gonna calm down on the on this chalky milk. No, we're not. No, we're not. It's actually a big part of this. Fuck you, chocolate milk, bitch. That Anyways. felt racially charged for some reason. Yeah, you saw that? God me, damn it. Call me a chocolate milk bitch. That's God two. Damn it. That's strike two. I've been Fuck. called a chocolate donut, and that was very close to chocolate milk. I hmm. go on, teacher. On moving on. Let's cut down the chatter amongst the students. This will be in the review. At the end Other of the questions year. include: Can you offer a coffee bar to students at school? To which the answer is yes, so long as the drinks made at said coffee bar contain milk. Or why isn't two percent or whole milk on the menu at my school? And they say, well, actually, oh, here it is. Yeah, it's you can only have uh, low fat and fat free white and flavored milk as advised by the dietary guidelines for Americans, which is the bullshit that they reference all the time, which is actually just themselves saying that you need milk. Mm-hmm. And then they have the last question. Is chocolate milk good for kids? Which I'll let hang in the air for now because we'll get back to it. So moving forward, that was 1946. Truman created the National School Lunch Program. So we uh-huh. hit the 1950s, and this is really when, when milk, skim milk especially, started to be catch on commercially, with the advent of instant milk powder into the civilian population, in which once again, who would have guessed, after World War II, there was another oversupply of milk and not enough demand. I guess we didn't learn from the first war. Basically, the industry got a little smarter this time, and they employed skilled marketers to position skim milk as a weight loss food to the general public, and they received backing from quote-unquote physicians to peddle this product as a health food, in which it's really interesting because this is the beginning of an ongoing phenomenon in the dairy industry, which is that a lot of the dairy people in the dairy industry, leaders of the dairy industry, will find medical professionals to fit their narrative in order to sell you milk. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's good, or maybe that it's as bad as other people might say. They just, they they do some doctor shopping, some podiatrist, mm-hmm. uh, pe- pediatrician shopping, there we go, to get what they need. 
So yeah, basically they transformed this waste byproduct into a trendy weight loss beverage uh, typically consumed by the upper class. And really, in reality, farmers just needed a way to get rid of and profit off of the skim milk that they had made during the war effort. All just a bunch of bullshit. A totally ridiculous house of cards propped up by the government. Yet again. So then we hit the 1970s, in which a surplus continued through the decades despite the government-funded campaigns to convince nearly every demographic in America to drink more milk. The government was trying so hard, and the collective public was just like, no, we don't want to drink the milk of another mammal. We we think this is weird and bad and gross. And this is where the statistics come in. We can look at, if you refer to the spreadsheet. No. That's fine. You don't have to. I'm going to tell you about it anyways. Basically, there's two categories here. The percentage of pre-adolescent children who have consumed fluid milk from the 70s into 2008. And we can see on 75% of categories, the morning meal, the midday meal, and the evening meal, milk consumption dropped anywhere from 22 to 50%. And it rose by 24% uh, percent on a snack basis. But overall, the massive trend of pre-adolescence and their milk drinking habits was that it dropped over time, despite the government trying to prop it up. So then we hit the percentage of adolescents and adults consuming fluid milk, and what would you know, they drank less milk by a factor of 27 to 66% over morning, midday, and evening meals. And once again, snack rose ever so slightly by, they drank milk with their snacks 5% more over 30 years, but by and large, the general trend of adults and children among from the 70s onwards was that they drink less milk, even despite the government trying to shove it down their throat. Uh, you can look at the other graphics in the organize, or in the Milk and Monarchs uh, sheet or, uh, document if you'd like. They basically just also illustrate that point. Anyways, 1977. Jimmy Carter allowed $2 billion federal dollars to be funneled into the dairy industry over the course of four years, and unsurprisingly, like the last fucking three times, 1920, or sorry, 19, uh, the 1930s, the 1940s, the 1970s, the dairy industry went all in on producing all this fucking milk because the government was just throwing fistfuls of cash at them. And so they did all the thing, and they unsurprisingly created another giant surplus of fucking dairy milk and they didn't know what to do with it until someone came up with the genius idea to homogenize it into government cheese not sure if you're familiar uh and it was held in vast underground storage units across 35 states and by 1982 the government was said to have spent 40 to 50 million dollars transporting the surplus dairy and another 40 50 million dollars to store it and so their genius solution at the time was as they were spending $2 billion in uh, taxpayer money for the dairy subsidy, was they gave the government cheese to low-income citizens through supplementary food programs. Like, not, I, it wouldn't have been SNAP at the time, but food stamps and food assistance. Like actual cheese, or what are we talking about here? Yeah, no, like it literally was, the milk was going to spoil, and so they homogenized it into cheese, and then they were losing money storing it, and then they said, great. We will give it to all of our impoverished citizens. Like, you know, like, okay, if you're familiar with Wahlburgers, uh, they, like, because government cheese still exists, they make all of their burgers with government cheese. 
Uh, it seems like a weird point to sell your burgers with. I don't know. That's beside the point. But then the other thing they did was the government started funneling money into heavy dairy marketing through two different programs. And this was by 1983. The National Dairy Promotion Research Board and the Dairy Checkoff Program. These programs, in conjunction with each other, had a sole purpose to promote dairy products by way of marketing and quote-unquote nutritional education. The industry-funded federal program had a profound impact on what Americans chose to consume, because basically it was all advertising. And so they, uh, the dairy farmers funded this program through a small fee, a thing like 15 cents per 100 pounds of fluid milk uh, that they sold. And they created these partnerships with fast food entities to push dairy products on consumers, and that's why if you look at like any popular national fast food brand, they probably have some sort of relationship with the dairy checkoff program because they spent $12 million. They spent $12 million on advertising a new Domino's pizza with 40% more cheese. They also worked to push Taco Bell's double steak cheese quesadilla, the quesalupa and the quesarito to name a few. They worked with McDonald's to introduce dozens of new dairy items onto their menu, uh, such as larger cheese slices on egg McMuffins. And they're doing all this while the USDA is simultaneously warning Americans about the danger of overconsuming saturated fats that they're concurrently funneling millions of dollars into advertise. They're, they're literally playing both sides and saying, well, you can't have too much dairy. It's bad for you. But also eat this Domino's extra cheesy blasted bullshit pizza because we need to make more money on dairy. And it's just a huge vat of hypocrisy. So then we hit the 1990s and onward. In which we find the iconic pro-milk slogans such as got milk, milk does a body good, you know, stuff like that. And we hit this, and this is where the relationship with scientists and medical professionals kind of comes to a peak. In the form of chocolate milk. In which its illusion of it being a recovery food is a completely industry-supported idea. Because all these studies that demonstrate a positive correlation between athletic performance and chocolate milk were funded, at least in part, by the dairy industry. And they were specifically designed to favor dairy. Because scientists ensured the industry's desired result. Because, okay, basically, as someone who does statistics, you can make numbers say anything. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's, it's your job, if you're in this field to make sure what you are doing, what you are saying, the findings that you're coming up with and, and discovering are are honest and accurate and try not to fit a specific agenda, which is exactly what they did. Because scientists ensured the industry's desired result by comparing chocolate milk to water or sugary sports drinks and that it just set them up to win. Anyways, I see there's at least one question in the audience. Yes. Hi, Professor. I'm so sorry. Um, I have to leave. Are, will these notes be on Canvas? Uh, well, thank God we uh, film everything, so you can just rewatch the lecture later after I post it at your convenience. Perfect. Thank you so much. Do you follow Anytime. the professor on their TikTok account? I do it for the extra credit. Oh, Yeah, no. that's right. For every dollar that you make me on the TikTok creator fund, I raise your grade by half a letter. That's I didn't that's that's no less ethical than making you pay five hundred dollars for a textbook that I wrote. True. Can Fucking I just say Can I just say that this episode is A our most educational episode and B so out of our format but 
I'm over here writing shit down because I'm genuinely interested in this. At this, it began with like that's gonna be funny, and then halfway through, I'm like, keep going, no. Zach. I want to know no, more about the milk it's industry. It's not funny. It's something we need to talk about. Also, I understand if this is like our lowest viewed episode. Like, I get it, but I need to get this off my chest. Holy shit, those are actual notes for Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're fucking highlighted and everything. I just have yeah. questions that I'm writing uh, down for later. Anyone listening, yeah, if you want to, like, post pictures of your notes, tag <laughs> us in it. Uh, I would really appreciate that. I just need to know that someone else out there is listening to this really important issue that I hold very near and dear to my heart. Whoever can send us an MLA format college dissertation paper on the milk industry... We're going to figure something out. We'll figure a prize out for that. If anyone does it, for the we'll whoever give you this is to. A free year of our Patreon. That's just, the move. I'm just trying to figure out how Tony's going to make memes out of this. He's not. <laughs> yeah, eat shit, Tony. Good luck. I can't wait to see what you come up with. Love you. Anyways, so back Continue. to the issue at hand. Mm-hmm. So, scientist, as I said, insured. The result that the dairy industry wanted by comparing chocolate milk to beverages like water and sugary sports drinks. And we're like, oh, look, chocolate milk is so healthy. When really the whole deal is like, well, chocolate milk on some levels in certain metrics is healthier than water and like Gatorade. Oh. So it is what it is. Yeah, it's. But the thing is, the dairy industry called the bluff of the American people and said, oh, we can publish whatever headlines we want. Or just like a pithy ad, and no one's going to read beyond that. No one's going to actually look at the data and be like, oh, you're just peddling a bunch of bullshit. And so, if we look at like one 8-ounce or a half pint, which is what is commonly served in schools, carton of chocolate milk, it contains 24 grams of sugar. Do you know how much sugar is recommended for a child daily? No. 24 grams daily, mind you. With a caveat being that they're recommended to not have more than eight ounces of a sugary beverage per week. And the government is more than happy to cram five times the amount of sugary beverage as recommended to a child than they should down your child's throat in the form of chocolate milk in the name of profit for the dairy industry that they have had to prop up since the 1930s. It's all just homeschool my children. And that's the thing is, and this isn't, this isn't nationally enforced. I, it depends on the school district, but by and large with the national school lunch program, it is generally enforced that a child has to take a milk with their lunch. Not really a way to police that. Like you would have to go get a doctor's note in Mm -hmm. an instance many times to be like, yeah, my child can't or shouldn't have milk, which is really fucked up. And so in conclusion. Throughout history, we can see that milk, very obviously, is not nearly the health food that it is made out to be. It's claimed to be high in calcium or vitamin D, what have you. Is not It's not wrong, per se. It is dishonest. Which is to say, there are a multitude of other foods. We look at leafy greens. Uh, we look at nuts. We look at legumes, you know. They all have high calcium content that you could consume instead of milk to get your daily calcium intake. But you don't hear about that because Big Dairy doesn't want you to know. 
because they have too much money riding on it and it's to your detriment. We believe milk is healthy because that's what we've been told for coming up on a century now. Instead of finding a food or drink with significant nutritional benefit and then marketing and distributing it, we can see that the dairy industry did the opposite, in which they already had a beverage and then they've been trying to convince the public, albeit unsuccessfully as the data shows, for the last 90 years, they've been trying to convince everyone it's healthy and it's not. And it's just a bunch of bullshit. So if you're out there and you manage to make it through that entire presentation, maybe don't drink dairy milk. There's a ton of other alternatives out there that are are generally better for you and are I won't say cruelty free, because I don't I don't know enough to make that claim, but involve less cruelty. Because on one quick tangent that I realized I forgot to talk about. In the dairy industry, we never talk about cruelty against animals. Which, if I go to my other sheet... Oh, good God. Oh, no, here. Yeah, this is where the comedy comes in. You ready? Oh, boy. Here we go. So, there's a ton of needless murder in the dairy industry. Cows are sent to slaughter heifers as soon as their milk production starts to wane. And guess what? Their milk production starts to decrease when they're about a quarter of the way through their lifespan. So that's like someone getting murdered in their 20s. That's just, that's the relative age cows get murdered at. And so male calves are also often sold to veal farms where they're chained or locked into little tiny crates for 18 to 20 weeks before they're slaughtered. I know what you're thinking. What's the connection between the veal and the dairy industry? Well, like all mammals, cows only lactate when rearing their offspring. So dairy production has to start with a constant cycle of repeatedly inseminating heifers. And then mothers are taken advantage of for their reproductive capability, and then they get the shit milked out of them, so long as they're producing enough milk, and their newborn calves are taken away, and their mothers have the capacity to both feel pain and loss, and they have been heard, and this is, this is not an unsubstantiated claim, but they've been heard bellowing and crying for weeks after being separated from their offspring. Not to mention, also... Bodily appendages of cows are removed through searing chemicals and hot irons because, and it, it gets really tragic here because unlike antlers, cows' horns are full of nerves and horn tissue so they can fucking feel it. And it causes acute pain and bleeding and unsurprisingly, they're not given any pain relief because they're cows and the people who do this are on some level monsters. And so... Overall, the dairy industry is bad, it is full of cruelty, its health benefits have been drastically over-exaggerated, and they're working towards your detriment on every level. We're talking in the school systems, we're talking in the restaurants, we're talking societally. The dairy industry is against your best interests, and if we just get come together, we can kill them. Like, we can all stop drinking cow's milk. And we can kill the dairy industry. I think that would be a great thing. Thank you for your time. Read chapters 4 through 6. And meet back here 7am on Tuesday. School's out! Yay! No, I'm totally going to fucking drop this class. Jesus Christ. How did I get into milk history? You talked for almost 30 minutes straight. I'm going to tell you that right now. We... We we let you we let you go on this. This is all I said. This is the 
this is the ha- super special Happy Zack episode for a reason. Even though it did get a little sad near the end with that, with the the facts about the Cavs. But you know what? You did a lot of research on that. I do have a few questions. So my first question is, of course, uh, what are your thoughts on cheese, butter, and yogurt? Well, I'm from the Midwest. Right. And, you know, we, we have a shitload of dairy here. And don't get me wrong, I think that some dairy is good. I think specifically cow's milk as a product is very weird that that it exists at all. It's like, what? We we should not be drinking the milk of another mammal. That's super weird okay. and wrong. And also, evolutionarily, we weren't even designed for that. It had to be breeded in through generations. Okay. And so, but anyways, I mean, I, yeah, I enjoy cheese and yogurt has really good benefits for your gut health and mm-hmm. uh, probiotically. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. Yeah. You're not saying the that whole... there's not health benefits. What you are no. saying is that it's been grossly exaggerated Yeah, to push, uh, to push this agenda to sell more. It basically it's corporations trying to gouge out more money. Exactly. And also it's against public interests. People are drinking less milk over time, even despite all of the billions of dollars and marketing and ad campaigns and everything the government has been throwing to the public. They're still not drinking more milk. The industry's dying, and that money could be better used elsewhere for different things instead of propping up the dairy fluid milk industry. Interesting. I was going to say, should we treat milk more like... Should we be pushing more to to not be drinking from another mammal and having and if we were to drink like cow's milk, should that be treated like this is gonna sound ridiculous like a recreational product rather than a health product? I mean, hey, I, is it like I'm weed sure. for us? How high do you get off milk? Well, you know, if I drink if I drink whole milk, it's a pretty it's a it's a pretty high, and that's because I'm about to shit my fucking pants when I drink milk. I mean, some people think, are into that. I think Lucy was on call with me one day when I'm like, I'm gonna drink this milk with my flan, and then afterwards, I said I got a fart, and later on, oh God. I think it was a wet one, and I said, Lucy, I'm so sorry. I think I shot my pants a little bit. Oh, Were we on God. call for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. I mean, at that point, you should have just asserted dominance and finished. Should have just tried to push it out. <laughs> I'm just saying, to shart is an accident. To shit in your pants is a power move. That's what I'm going to do. Next time we're all together, first thing, I look dead in everyone's eyes, shit my pants. And then hand out the honey and chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be great. great. This is going to be such a meeting. I'm so... Excited's the wrong word. So the big, know. so the biggest takeaway I take from this as well is that we, the big milk is a thing for sure. Oh yeah, uh, it absolutely exists. And ever since, and ever since the 1930s and 1940s, it's been trying to shove milk literally down all about. And it's it's an interesting thing you were talking about the chocolate milk as well, uh, seeing how much sugar is being poured down uh, the children. And it, it brings me back to my childhood days because that is the milk of choice for me. I mean, what kid doesn't like chocolate milk? Yeah, well, yeah, because it's fucking loaded with sugar. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, there's a reason you liked it. It's, yeah. I don't know. It's it's not good. It's not great. 
the government in this instance is extremely hypocritical, greedy, and selfish. What's your what's your milk of choice, Zach? Both My milk of choice. Both dairy and alternative milk. I mean, dairy wise, like if I go to a coffee shop and they're out of non dairy milk for some mm-hmm. reason, I guess I would just go with like a two percent because I know that's kind of just like what's normal when you make a latte or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, non dairy milk wise, I mean I'm a fan of oat milk. It gives you that you know a little bit of you get a little nut in there, and I'm I do all like about it. I'm all about that nut. Yeah, I love a little bit of nut in my coffee, honestly. Exactly. Let's see, what kind really of nut do you like in your coffee? Hazelnut. Yeah, hell yeah, that's pretty good. Hazelnut's pretty good. Yeah, love that. We've come full circle. We did come. Exactly. I didn't. Cooking, cooking with cum. Our very first episode. In which I know there's a recipe in that book called Irish Coffee with Extra Cream. That's true. Aww. So there we go. So what's my milk of choice? Semen. Man milk. Man milk. (laughs) Lucy, what's your actual milk of choice, though? Uh, Whale milk. Hell yeah, baby. Mm -hmm. Whale milk, I think, was talked about that it was like in the same consistency of like toothpaste, if I was reading correctly earlier. Yeah, I like my shit gelatinous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice and chewy. I grossed myself out. Ew. Yeah, um, I had a weird spine. Sorry, let me do what you do. My ass itched. That made my ass itch. Yeah, yeah. my butthole quivered. For everyone at home, when something makes me uncomfortable, I say that made my ass itch. So, thank you for that. Wait, did, your, did your ass not actually itch, though? Are you a liar? No, my ass did itch a little bit. It was a little uncomfortable. No, it's okay, but that's for Lucy, though. When you say my ass itch. Yes. I get so uncomfortable, so, I feel an itch in my ass. Not Okay, in, okay, on. so, okay. I was going to say, damn, wow. That's making me reevaluate a lot of video calls with you. No, I There's have visceral reactions. Some that you can't see. Like itches cool. on my ass. <laughs> I don't want to get on PETA's website. Um, no, <laughs> that's my the last milk- thing I want. My milk of choice from all the ones that I've tried is either fat-free, so basically water, or um, I fuck with oat milk. I fuck with it. Hell yeah. yeah oat milk. milk is oh, Yeah, oat milk is my favorite as well. So I have my coffee. I love it with cereal. I think it pairs very well with different cereals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oat milk all the way. Did you know that frogs were put in milk to keep it from going sour? That feels like a 4chan psyop before 4chan existed (laughs) that feels like i don't know like the town crier was like you know what i finally know how much power i have and was just (laughs) like hear ye hear ye frogs must go in the milk now oh wait what is this you know something maybe this is maybe this is a pro big milk website there's something called grace harbor farms because i'm trying to find milk facts right now just to share with them but grace harbor farms feels like something that's pushing the milk agenda because this because there's this thing saying drinking whole milk over low-fat milk helps you avoid gaining weight fuck this are you fucking kidding me well it may seem counterintuitive drinking high-fat whole milk has been found to help you gain 
help you avoid gaining weight. This is when it is compared with people drinking low-fat milk. It's believed that the whole milk is less likely to make us fat due to bioactive substances in it, which alter our metabolism to burn more fat. This I is have fucked. a question based on that. Because um, I remember you were talking about once more changes are done to the milk where it's turned into low-fat or skim milk, that's fluid milk. So why can't we just drink raw milk? I mean, you can. Raw milk is an industry. There is definitely an episode of Shit's Creek with this. It exists. It is. It's bad. Raw goat milk. It's bad, like taste-wise, or bad for us. I mean, a little bit of little this, little bit of this, little bit of that. I'm looking up raw milk taste right now. (laughs) Oh, good. The taste changes over time due to its live cultures. Oh, my oh God. because Gold live cold, it might be that then, because it has bacteria. Oh, okay. Sweet to less sweet to downright funky. This site feels like it's a pro-milk thing. Well, yeah, probably. if it's a crazy I mean, farm thing, that's yeah, probably that pro-milk. Absolutely, that feels like it was pulled out of the 1950s. Yeah, though, let me just read you the entire, like, at least from... From fact number five all the way down, because this is going to anger Zach. It says, milk was considered food of the gods in ancient cultures. Number six, milk is a great post-workout recovery drink. Milk provides exceptional hydration. Look at this. It says, in fact, it will provide you with 1.5 times more hydration than water. So fucking stupid. Zach is visibly I'm sure upset. they got some fucking crackpot doctor in the middle of fucking nowhere, threw him $10, and was like, I up the milk, bitch. Milk is the official state beverage of 21 states. Milk is one of the most nutritionally dense foods on the planet, which is something that you've talked about earlier. Almost all milks produced today comes from family farms. Where they still slaughter the cows and send the babies away. Like, this is... I don't give a shit if it's a family farm. I don't... They're still doing bad things. So now that you... After you gave me, like, all that knowledge, if I go on any of these websites and it starts putting out all these facts about milk, I'm like, oh my god, but this and that. And I'm like, oh, Zach, you're right. They are trying to push a whole thing. That's crazy. You'll note the talking points are identical. They're all... They're in lockstep with the milk industry. They get these from somewhere. Also, a quick point on that, like, 20-whatever states have milk as their official drink... I am willing to bet right now, and I can't say this for sure, but I'm so willing to bet that almost all of those, what's the word? I'm, I'm sure almost all of those campaigns to get milk as the official drink of those states was probably fucking pushed by Big Dairy. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. Like, absolutely. That just cement, like, it just cements them as a viable option in the modern age. Mm-hmm. So fascinating. Fuck the dairy industry. So anyways... Yeah, I feel like the next big step for this, Professor, is we need to start a whole milk revolution. Absolutely. The next war won't be fought over ideals or politics. The next war looming on the horizon will be fought over milk. Are you part of the whole whole milk tribe? Or the 2% brigade? The 1% alliance? The skin brotherhood? I don't ah. like the skin brotherhood because it's a little close to skin brotherhood and it's making thing of skinheads. God damn it. I'm pulling these out of but, my ass. I'm sorry. Stop pulling things out of your ass. You sound racist. It's just so itchy. Damn. <laughs> Zach, Zach wants to be in the skim head. 
brotherhood. That's okay. I, okay. I cannot believe I impart this knowledge on you and you call me a fucking skimhead. Unbelievable. <laughs> this is going to play so poorly for audio listeners. Yeah, it is. I, oh, no. We might, we might get... We might get a couple emails from a couple podcast hosts who's like, you can't talk about that. You can't <laughs> talk about right. fucking skinheads. Stop that. Um, so what milk, what, so besides all this with the industry, like, have we ever considered, like, other animals' milks? And I don't mean, like, as an alternative. I just mean, have we been, have us, us three ever considered, like, what other animal milk would we drink? Yeah, I just told you well milk. exists. Shut the fuck up. I know cockroach milk exists, and that's so gross. Well, have you tried it? Oh, no. Oh, look. It just appeared right here. Hold on. It's just not. There's a little. The bug is appearing. <laughs> Slowly. There it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cockroach milk is fucking crazy. Would you believe. You, you ever see on TikTok the. Uh, like when people do PowerPoint nights with a group of friends, it's like, oh, let's all make weird, wacky presentations and do them. Yeah, I did one of those and my topic was different types of animal milk mm-hmm. which was uh yeah which is great it's a good time i ended it with i put i photoshopped a friend's head onto a big breasted anime lady it nice. was like and my favorite milk bob is yours wow he didn't appreciate it do you want to know how they milk cockroaches yeah actually before you get to that i wanted to mention that there's a that there was a there was researchers in India uh, analyzing the crystal structure of the milk of cockroaches, and they discovered the protein sequences with all the essential amino acids plus proteins, fats, and sugars. And the milk turns out to be three point five times more calorie rich than cow's milk. But you want to it's know just how impo- they got that milk? Yeah, go ahead. Tell us how they milk a cockroach. So they have to kill milk- a female and their embryos. I was going to say I didn't. I didn't know that a female cockroach had tits. No, so basically they have to kill a female cockroach and their embryos once it begins to lactate and then they harvest the crystals that you mentioned. They harvest those crystals from their midgut. Oh. I like I hate- my cockroach milk post-digested. Oh. Oh, that, you know, it's kind of interesting that I got my, I was getting my information about cockroach milk from Goop. Which is Ooh. Gwyneth Paltrow's website. I was going to say Reese Witherspoon. No, that's Gwyneth Paltrow. Reese Witherspoon Yo, that's crazy that my best friend, that one of my best friends, whose nickname is Leche, which is Spanish for milk, just texted me. I think it's kind of destiny. That's all I'm saying. Because <laughs> in high school, I was cafe and he was Leche. So together we're cafe con leche. We're coffee and milk. Wait, are they white? No, they're Puerto Rican. Well, they're a white passing Puerto Rican. Oh, cute. Okay. So that's why we're cafe con leche, you know? I didn't even know cockroaches could be milked, and now I'm, like, looking into this. And I think I need to go catch a cockroach. I don't think you one cockroach will suffice even enough milk for, like, a drop. I just want to see if I can milk it. You know what? Let me go look up real quick cockroach tits and see what happens. Oh, you're, you're not... That's going to be rule 34. That's Cockroach not... tits. Wait, do people rule 34 cockroaches? I mean, they, ha- they have to, right? Of course. I'm sorry. You know I, what? I looked up cockroaches. Let's go to rule 34. And it literally says, lady kills roach with breast. Oh my god. <laughs> the internet is incredible. Can we just... Oh, holy shit. No, go to images. Oh. It gets better. 
I just went to uh, Cockroach. Uh, I went to Rule 34 for Cockroaches. And it's either like this anime cockroach chick or it's women getting fucked by cockroaches. Like I mean, giant cockroaches. There's something for everyone, man. There really it's... is. Rule 34 is a magical website. There's two cockroaches 69ing. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell I'm, yeah. Oh, I'm like, so, hold on. I'm, I was so just going to show you guys through here. Let it let horny. it just be... Oh, look at that. So wow. fucking horny. Oh. This is going to be great for an Zach, audio podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love how we get into images on this audio podcast. We really do. But, okay, you know, so, it's the only way we can share information. Let me describe the, the last two images. Okay, so the first image that was sent in the pod... Uh, group chat is a snail with a blade of grass in its mouth and two human titties photoshopped onto them and then the set jesus christ and then the second picture is a seemingly caucasian woman with uh who's naked but their bra or their breasts are covered by two ginormous cockroaches the snail tits is killing me so that's so wild there's several pages of of just cockroach in Rule Thirty Four. That's fucking crazy. I don't like. This. I'm surprised. Hold on, let me look. There's a Pokemon that looks like a cockroach, Pheromosa. Oh, you've ruined Pheromosa for me. Hold on, I'm gonna go look up Pheromosa on Rule Thirty Four. Why would Pheromosa. you say that? I no, don't even gonna. No, not pheromones. Oh, but. Immediately, I got some Pokemon. So, yeah, this is a great episode as we're looking at porn right now. Uh, yeah, there's hey, a bunch of it. Do you want to get in on the action? Then type in cockroach titties to Google and send us your favorite image at official GOP pod on Twitter. Thank you. Oh, I found an anime girl that's dressed as a cockroach. That's cute. Oh, hell yeah. The milk, the milk industry is a wild thing. The way that it's been playing the American people for so long. But, I mean, are we surprised that this is just another big corporation business just trying to gouge the money of the American people and also make us go into heavy debts in our vo- with our lives? I mean, no. Like, uh, that was the other thing as I was collecting this research. It was It's so demoralizing because this is only one thing of, of many. many that's happening and is wrong. And I'm one of the innumerable industries that's that's fucking up and making our lives worse you know i expected this episode to be at least a little funnier but damn that's kind of a bummer note well on the bright side i have a lot of porn to look up for later which is going to be great so we can add a cockroach fucker to my repertoire shit wait can you look up really quick cockroach don't Add it to rats. my notes. <laughs> Lucy has pulled out her phone and is updating Jaden's contact. But yeah, there has to be at least one picture of a rat fucking a cockroach. Oh, say less. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Rat fucking. I'd be shocked if you didn't. Roach. Uh, let's see. I forgot how to edit contact names. Shit. Good. Rat fucking cockroach images uh haven't gotten anything actually that's tragic if yeah one of the like four people who listens to us is a really good artist can you <laughs> send us draw, a fan art can you draw jaden some of the sexiest porn they'll ever see in their life yeah 
you guys don't know what I look like, but you know what? Just make fan art of what you think Zach looks like, but as a rat, and me as a cockroach. Oh my god. And make us fuck. That's horrible. Cockroach rat. Damn it. I'm on rule for... Okay, though, this isn't good content, now. Damn. No. No. Oh, that's good. We're done. That's good. Jaden is now officially cockroach fucker. Am I? Hold on. Let me see. You can't show Zach that picture of me getting bukkakied by swords. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. It's too late. Zach could see it. It's fine. Oh, my God. My innocence. My chastity. It's gone. (laughs) Right above it, you see Tinkerbell getting railed by a cockroach. I'm very sorry. This This is horrible. I, I so anyway, guys, I left us in a weird amount of time left when I finished. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's you know so what? We kind of had to we, just drag the episode out. But. So we learned a lot about the milk industry. It, it ended up being both a more serious, very informative episode where I genuinely wanted to listen to this because I thought it was actually very interesting to listen to. And Thanks. for you, listener, now you know. Fight the power. Fuck big milk. Don't fuck big milk, but like. Fuck big milk. No, if you're you gonna fuck anything, hit up one of those bodacious cockroaches. That's right. Fuck cockroaches, literally. Uh, milk the titty off a cockroach and have a great time. Give us some cockroach fan art, uh, some titty cockroaches, please, uh, and hit us up. Anywho, thank you guys for listening for the Girls Observation Podcast. My name is Jaden Stark. My name is Lucy. My name is Zach. As always. If you could leave us a rating and or a review along with that fan art that I'm sure you're working on right now, that would be super helpful and we would love it and you so much. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at OfficialGOPPod, and we also have a Patreon which you can find in our link tree, and I'll let you go check that out for yourself. Also, tune in to CTN Pod on Twitch this Friday at 10pm CST to watch us play some TTRPGs and raise some money for the Florida Access Network. Coming Together Naturally, a fantastic D&D podcast that our very own Lucy is on, will be hosting a 24-hour charity livestream to raise funds for abortion access, and not only will all of us here at the GOP be on it, but other prominent names from the TTRPG community will be there too such as Rick Perry from Dimension 20, Adrian Lawrence from Dungeons and Degrees, and Noah James from Half-Blood Happy Hour, along with many more. Once again, you'll be able to find us at CTN underscore pod on Twitch on July 29th starting at 10pm CST. Come show your support for a good cause. As we go out on this very milky episode, I do indeed have a word of the day. Would you believe it? The word is milk. Oh. This means Mother I'd like to kiss This version of milk Is similar to MILF Meaning mother I'd like to fuck However in this case It's for people who are sex repulsed Asexual Or just have a mother who they don't Quite want to fuck Just kiss on the lips To use in a sentence Oh Linda Monroe is such a milk Don't you mean MILF Nah bro Sex is gross Anyways, thanks for listening. Catch you next week. (laughs) Bye. Jesus.